Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I don't know who I am this week, so I'm going to be your host. We'll call me Crystal. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so all kidding aside, this week's episode is all things triggers. And I love this topic. I spent probably an hour trying to name this episode so that if you were looking for something on triggers, you could find this conversation. Because is there such a thing as a trigger? Yes or no? Turns out there's not. But that's like almost sacrilege to say in anybody's presence that there's no such thing as a trigger. Listen, if you're catching this show for the first time or you're watching me and you're new, I am an access consciousness certified facilitator and I live this stuff. I breathe it, I eat it, I like absorb these tools and these conversations because they've totally transformed my life. And if you've ever followed me for any length of time, you'll know that I've dealt with throughout my life a lot of what we're gonna call triggers, at least for the first five five minutes. And then we're gonna identify what triggers really are. And then we're gonna talk about what you can start to do to change them. So I also wanna let you know that this is a taste of what the Salon de la Consciousness is going to be. I'm starting a weekly study on the tools. We all read about them, we talk about them, we listen to them. Do we study them and actually really fully apply them to our lives? Um, I realize this is something that I do really naturally. And the few times that I've done, you know, six week, eight week classes where I've shown people how to how they can use the tools in a way that empowers them, it's been really life changing. So this will be a taste of that. And it starts in real time tomorrow. So uh, if you want to join us, you just go to crystaljoycrawford.com slash salon. It's a monthly membership that you can opt in and out of at any time. But we are going to start with a study of the distractor implants, which is what a trigger really is. It's actually a distractor implant. There are 24 distractor implants. Like that's a long list. Do you mind to list them for you? Anger, rage, fury, hate, blame, shame, regret, guilt, addictive, obsessive, compulsive, perverted points of view. Those are four. Love sex, jealousy, peace, life, living, death, and reality, and business, fear, doubt, and relationship. So basically, any and every area of life is what is called a distractor implant. So is there such a thing as a, tr- as a trigger? No. Is there such a thing as a distractor implant? Yes. And guess what we weren't educated about? Distractor implants. So we walk around being triggered by all these things, and unequipped to actually do anything about it. And that's what I want to begin to change with this conversation. And definitely what I want to begin to change in an ongoing way in the Salon de la Consciousness. Um, So if you guys are live here, hi, welcome. Let's begin. What can you do when you're triggered by something? What have you already tried to do? I know for me, um, I spent a good part of this last year just triggered by a lot of different things. I was was and am in a fairly new relationship. We're already heading into year number two now, crazy. Um, And there was probably a six month period where kind of every little thing set me off. Was it, you could call it a trigger. And I, I spent like all the whole six months like going, what the hell is going on? Like, what do I do with this? So, 
I went through a bunch of different peaks and valleys with that and finally got to the point where I was like, okay, fuck it. I don't care what this is. Cause I tried all these different things and some of it, it changed energies and I moved things around and, and there was clearings I could do, but it was finally like, okay, enough. Like this stops now. What can I choose? That's different. Um, but I started working this last week with a lady who hadn't had any access consciousness. Now that's me after eight years of access consciousness and like hundred big access classes plus facilitating for eight years, like tons and tons of tools. But if you're just starting, which is where I was with this lady this last week was just starting with the tools. What you need to get is that we've been miseducated, that certain things have been called certain things that aren't certain things. And the thing is that when you start out your journey in life with false premises, so when one thing is called another thing and then you're given the wrong information on how to deal with the wrong thing, you're led down a path that doesn't help you. You're led down a path that doesn't actually empower you to make a change. So the first thing you gotta get is that there's 24 of these implants that we are almost all of us functioning from that are designed to keep us trapped. That's their whole design. Anger as a distractor implant is designed to keep you looped in on anger. And then that loops you into rage. And then that loops you into fury. And then that loops you into anger, rage, rage, hate, um, which loops you into all the other 20 that I didn't mention in that moment. So that's their whole intention is to put your attention over here. It's like, that's how I kind of felt like with this whole pandemic. It's like our, the whole plan is to put our attention way over here so that whatever's really going on is happening over here. You know what I mean? What's light for you is true for you. What's heavy is a lie. That's what distractor implants are meant to do. They're meant to put your attention on something you can't fix, you can't solve, you can't resolve, you can't healthy communicate out of it. You can't peacefully, like peaceful resolution. There is no way out except for this. Number one, you've got to acknowledge it's a distractor implant. You've got to destroy and uncreate the point of creation and the point of destruction, where you created that implant and agreed with it that got it stuck there and where you're destroying yourself with it. So those are two steps, acknowledge what it is, destroy and create that what it is. And then the third step, which is, okay, if I wasn't doing this, what would I do? So let me read a little bit about anger as a distractor implant, because this is chapter one and this is where we're gonna start in the salon. We are gonna spend a week on each distractor implant. That's 24 weeks. That sounds crazy, but it's not. Because how much do you do one of the 24 distractor implants in your life without acknowledging it? And are those what make is making your life more difficult? When you function from dist the distractor implant of relationship, you naturally function from the projections and expectations of what this person should be and do for you. You are constantly making them wrong or you wrong. There is always gonna be some sort of fight because you're in the distractor implant. As soon as you can recognize you're in the distractor implanted relationship, you can destroy it and create what that is and start asking, okay, what other choices do I have here? That's when a totally different relationship can start to show up, but not before. Um, distractor implant of sex. How many of you guys do the projections and expectations of what your sex life should be like and what it shouldn't be like, right? If you're in that, you can't fix that. There is no like, right move he can make to make you feel better or the perfect number of sex moves or times or there's no right sex for you. There's only what will work and what won't work. <laughs> but when you're in the distractor implant of sex, like you actually can't get out of the fight that's there because it's designed to put your attention on something else besides what it is. What is it? It's a distractor implant. 
oh shit, okay, cool. Everything that is right, wrong, good, bad, potpock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And that's the clearing statement. If you're new, go to theclearingstatement.com to find out about that. And then, oh my gosh, what other choices do I have here that I've never considered? Now, I will get to this because we are going to, this is part of the conversation, but when you're a part of the salon, you're going to be able to chime in and actually add to the conversation. And there will be some facilitation as well, just so you know, on each one, because this is so huge. Um, I would say that the, the example that I gave in my life over the summer was where I was dynamically functioning from anger, rage, fury, and hate. And not that I hated him or anything like that. Like it was just where I was functioning from. It was like not actually true and real. That's the thing you got to get about this is distractor implants are so intense because so many people are doing them. And when you're a psychic radio receiver tower, an infinite being who is psychic and receives everything from everybody from eight to 8,000 miles around, you're picking up on what everybody's choosing. And with so much of these, distractions things so many people are choosing them so they feel real they they have solidity in your body when you're in them you're functioning from them like it just doesn't feel like you have a choice so if that's why it's so key to get what they are because the information is going to start to empower you when you're in the moment like having the thing doing the reaction killing the person with the spoon right like it's going to start to go wait a minute what am i doing Without the information, you don't even have that chance. If all you're calling that moment is a trigger, then you're the, the only place you can go with you triggered me is into blame, which is another distractor implant, which doesn't work. So if you do trigger, you're in the distractor implant reality already, which is already not going to work. So that's the only reason to even have this conversation is like, is what you're choosing working? Yes or no? And of course, all of us have to look at what working is for us, because for me, what truly works is ease and joy and glory. That's not what truly works for everybody. I understand that. But if you're one of those people that are really seeking and demanding in your own life that you want to have ease, joy and glory, this is the conversation that you've got to start to really apply to your life. The one thing I want to add to this, I swear to God, I'm going to get to the book, is that there it's not enough to have the cognitive understanding of the access tools. You have to take them and apply them to your everyday moments. That is the only way that they start to transform everything. And what we're going to do with these in the salon is, you know, we're going to have these conversations around each implant. And then we're going to, I'm going to actually, cause I do this for myself. I'm going to actually take that topic and create for our, for us a practice we can use in our everyday life. So you'll have a whole week to practice this. It's like, so let me give you an example. So we're going to start with anger tomorrow in the salon. And if you're watching this in the future, this is an ongoing thing. So you can always go to crystaljoycrawford.com slash salon and find this. Okay. So Gary Douglas says, hello, everyone. Hi, Gary. Today, we're going to talk about the distractor implants, raid, anger, rage, fury, and hate. I've invited all of you to send me your questions and several people have written in asking, how come I do anger? Good question. 99% of the world, people in the world, this is a lot of people, by the way, 99% of the people in the world. Okay, so I want to go back to your psychic and you pick up on everything from eight to 8,000 miles in every direction. If 99% of the people are doing something and you wonder why you're struggling doing the same thing, you're psychic and there's no separation between what you're aware of and your reality. That's important to get also, okay? 
99% of the people in the world do anger as a way of getting control. Did your family do anger as a way of getting control? My family does anger as a way of getting control. They do anger and punishing as a way of getting control and being right. So that was like the soup I grew up in. That was, those are the people that I grew up around. That's what I learned about relationships. I knew I didn't like it. I knew I didn't like the way it made me felt. I knew I didn't want to treat other people that way, but I felt powerless for a time. And then that changed to change it and figures. Cause I didn't actually have the information that one angers a way that people use to control you. And two, you can't go back. My family was a big proponent of like going back and resolving situations. So bringing it back up, hashing it all back out, feeling our feelings, asking for our needs to be met. You can't do that with a distractor implant. It doesn't work. One person in that scenario always loses and gives themselves up. Right. And this is what I kept looking for. I'm like, where is the situation where I get to have me and you get to have you and we walk away and we get to have what works for us. Sometimes that means now that that other person walks away mad, but that works for them. And I get to walk away ease, joy, and glory. Other times it means other things, right? So 99% of the world of the people, <laughs> what is English? 99% of the people in the world do anger as a way of getting control. We have misidentified and misapplied anger as a source of force in the world. We think of it as something that creates a potency. So do any of you like wait until you're pissed off enough about something to make a change or until you explode and then you're finally willing to make a change? Done it. For many people, potency means power or strength, but I'm using it in a slightly different sense. A chemical that can alter other chemicals is considered potent. I want you to start to hear this. Okay, a chemical that can alter other chemicals is considered potent. It can be a catalyst to change other chemicals. When you're potent, you can alter everything in your life. So let's just even stop there. This is welcome to the salon. When you're potent, you can alter everything in your life. So when you assume that you can be triggered, are you being potent? Yes or no? When you get that what you're doing, let's say it's anger, is a distractor implant and you recognize it and you change it, is that being potent? Yes or no? very different. And what this reality teaches us is that if we confront the person that is creating the triggers and we set boundaries and we're like, this is not working for me anymore, that that's the solution. But does that create more oneness, more consciousness, or does that create more separation? So with us looking at what it takes to have more consciousness in our lives, to, to work, to have the side effects of consciousness, which is bliss and ease and joy, what direction do you go then? You've got to go the direction that identifies things for what they are so that you can handle what they are. Because if you're misidentifying something, you can't handle what it is. So you're always going to be over here working in this direction when the what it is is sitting right here going, hey, I guess I'm just going to be alone while you're over there doing triggers. It doesn't work. And then you're still in the shit and then you have a whole relationship problem and then you've got a divorce and you're welcome. Right. So, I mean, yes. You, so when you're potent, you can alter everything in your life. Now it takes presence to be with what is. It takes balls, okay? Because first of all, this is a very weird conversation. Very few people are having it, that's changing. And you are a part of changing that, by the way. The more of us that are willing to actually face things for what they are and choose beyond them, the more this world will change. 
Fuck yeah. Being you changing the world. I'm having it. When you're potent, you can alter everything in your life. You can change whatever is occurring so it works better. As infinite beings, we all have this potency, but often it seems inaccessible to us, right? When you're in a trigger, what you're calling a trigger, it's that potency to actually create a change seems accessible and you've made yourself powerless, although sometimes you don't even know you're doing it, but you've made yourself powerless. And so there you are powerless, but you're this potent being that can change everything. So then you get pissed off and then you get into blame and you're into the whole distractor implant soup. <sighs> So we all have this potency, but it often seems inaccessible to us because it lies beneath distractor implants, which are designed to distract us and keep us from being the infinite beings we truly be. That's the whole design. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, there's 24 of them. <laughs> now that we were set up to succeed by whatever powers those were, this is what we get to change. We tend to misidentify anger as potency because anger gets people to react. Okay, we tend to misidentify anger as potency because it gets people to move, right? But it doesn't allow them to act. So when you're doing anger as a distractor implant, yes, it, it gets people to move, but does it empower everybody? Does it create the world you want to see? Does it create more in your relationship? Does it create more with your kids? Or does it create a separation and a judgment and a rejection? And that's when you know you're in the distractor implant. Okay. So call participant. Can you talk about what reaction is? Gary said, well, reaction is where X occurs and you do Y, whether you want to or not. Something occurs and you react to it rather than being able to act on it called participant. When we do anger, are we looking for someone else's reaction? Gary said, yeah, you're looking for where you can be in control. That's why you do anger in the first place. You see it as a way of getting control. So how many of you guys believe you actually have no control? Oh, and everything that brings up or lets down, can we destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong, goodbye, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys and beyonds. Again, clearingstatement.com if you need to know what that is. How many, I mean, are you functioning as if you have total control or as if you don't have control and you're fighting against the control you think you don't have? Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, goodbye, pop, pop, calling shorts, boys and beyonds. I had another session today with an amazing chicky. I love this girl. And, you know, she's, she's so willing to look at where she's functioning from, you know, and we were talking about her and her husband and she was, really looking at what it would take for her to be the source of money in her life, right? So as she's been looking at that, she's been recognizing that she's just getting all over and on top of her husband for not making enough money and for being gone all the time and like doing kind of the traditionally cultural wife thing in her culture, you know? And she's so amazing because like she wants to look at it because she wants something different, but like don't know how to get access to the something different. How do I get access to that space in me where I'm willing to, to take responsibility for my life and actually create the reality I want to see instead of blaming and shaming and being angry at this other person for not doing it for me, you know? So we got to look at the distractor and plan of relationship because, and anger and blame. Again, when you're into one, you're into all 24. It's crazy. Also the distractor implant of life, because when you've decided your life has to look a certain way, which is distractor implant, by the way, that's the projection and expectation of what life is supposed to look like, then you have to judge, separate, judge, and reject you and the other person based on the picture in your head instead of being with and going, what is this? What can I do with it? Can I change it? 
And if so, how? So our whole conversation ended up being around like, no, you got to be willing to have your reality no matter what he chooses. That's the, what choice do I have here that's different? And we looked at, you know, what's the, what you're making this choice to like give him a hard time, give him shit, you know, all the time. I was like, is that creating more in your relationship? Yes or no? It's not. But it's like, until you catch yourself doing destruction of your relationship or destruction of your relationship, you know, of anything, you don't know you're doing it. It's unconscious, right? So that was what was going on for me as I, I was watching me react to these things and watching the effect it was having on this other person. And, you know, as potent as I am as a facilitator, I'm equally potent when I'm doing insanity. Like, you know, we don't do things half measures around here. So I was watching the effect I was having. And that's really what got me was like, is this, is this what I want to create? You know, I get that that's, this is relationship as it's done, right? The wife gives the husband shit and the, the husband takes it and bitches about it to his friends. And, then, you know, it's very typical. It's so cliche. Is that what I want to create? And that's really what got me. I was like, no, no, I have available to me choices beyond this. I just want to, I need access to them. So I started pock and potting the distractor implants and asking, and this is part number three to the process of dealing with the distractor implant, recognizing that you're doing it, pock and potting it, and then going, what can I choose here that's different? What can I choose here that's different? Because what distractor implants do is they take you out of choice. They, they make you feel powerless. When you're doing anger at something, uh, the other day I was having a conversation with somebody and whatever they were talking about, I could feel the anger rising in my chest and I was getting defensive and I would start going to fight. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. Like, thank God I'm a facilitator because I can start to see this shit now. There are poor people in my life. <laughs> uh, I, I just started being with that and going, oh, I, oh, feeling that rising and going, is there anything I need to fight here? No. If I didn't have to fight what this was, what else would be possible? I could actually ask different questions because I recognized that I was going into anger. But without the recognition that that's what's occurring, you cannot ask another question because you're just in it, <laughs> right? So what's required to change triggers is the awareness of what it is that's going on. What is it that you're doing? Are you doing awareness? Are you doing choice? Or are you doing something else? Is it a distractor implant? Okay. So when we do anger, call participant says, are we looking for someone else's reaction? Gary says, yes, you are looking for where you can be in control. But you would only go looking for where you can be in control if secretly underneath all that, you think you don't have any control. So you do anger to get into control because there's only two choices in this reality. Should I stay or should I go? It's either I can, I'm controlling or I'm, out of, I'm not controlling. I'm either in control or I'm powerless. Those are your two choices in this reality. You don't have any choices beyond that if you function from this reality. If you function from distractor implant reality, you've got two choices. In infinite choice, it's, oh, well, if I didn't have to do anger here, what other choices would I have? Well, I could choose that. I could choose this. I could choose that. Well, what would that choice create? Huh. What would that choice create? But, but that's a lot of space to like give yourself the space to be. Does anybody ever give themselves that much space to like really look at things or do you just react, right? In it. I'm, I have been changing that so dynamically. It's so much more fun. So he's like, you're looking for the place where you can be in control. That's why you do anger in the first place. You see it as a way of getting control. Guess what clearing I've been running 24 seven for the last month. 
is changing my life. Don't run it. What energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to be out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, structure, and significance, out of linearity, and out of concentricity, with total ease for all eternity, and everything that doesn't allow it times a godzillion, I destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all night, shorts, boys, and beyonds. By the way, in the salon, stuff like that, where a clearing just pops out of the conversation, you're going to have that, and you can run it and loop it. <sighs> yes. So when you're doing anger, you're looking for a place to be in control. And that's why you do anger in the first place. You see it as a way of getting control. Here's a great question. Is it working? That's the best question I've ever asked myself. And the best question I ever ask a class participant is like, okay, you're doing that. Cool. Is it working? You have to look at that for yourself with everything that you're choosing, with people, with life, with money. Is what I'm choosing with this working? But there's key things there. you got to get your choosing it, even if it's unconsciously. You got to get that. That's the most empowering thing right there. And you got to look at what it is. Okay, I'm choosing this. What is it? Is this just the way it is? Am I just fated to being triggered forever? Like, you know, is this just what it is? Or is it something else? Oh, it's a distractor implant. Oh, shit. I know what to do with those. Okay. Destroy it and create all the distractor implants. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyonds. What can I choose that's different here? And that's the third piece of it is like recognizing that it was a choice in the first place, destroy and uncreate the part that's keeping you looped, and then just jump off the hamster wheel totally and go, never mind that. What can I choose here that's different? And start allowing the universe to contribute some different awareness. Because when you've been doing that loop for, I had been doing distract, I didn't know another way to be, did you? Like distractor implant reality was the way to do things. So... I had to start practicing this stuff, like really practicing it actively. And, and you don't practice it till you're in it. Congratulations. Your whole life is a facilitation of more consciousness. <laughs> so you're in it. And that's when you go, wait a minute, if I wasn't doing this, what could I choose that's different? And that's what changed this whole thing that I talked about over the summer. Like I was in it so bad and I was really, I was doing everything I knew, running clearings, et cetera. The only thing that changed it was recognizing what it was, and really demanding of myself. I wrote out on a piece of paper and kept it by my bedside table these like seven questions from chapter one of the Gentleman's Club. There's a whole section in there on change versus different. And actually that's a great thing to add. Anyway, there's a section in there and I wrote out all the questions in that section and I slapped them by my bedside table and I was aggressive. I was like, what can I, I started, I would start to feel something, anger. Anger was like the, my summer, was like my summer drink. <laughs> I'd start to feel it and literally I'd just clamp right down and go, wait a minute, I know what this is, destroy it and create it. And then I go, what can I choose here that's different? What can I choose here that's different? And I just like stayed with those questions like for a week and it started to change. So that's where you start to be willing to be empowered by this information is you can start to recognize that you're choosing it, what it is, destroy it and create that. And what can I choose that's different? Okay. So Gary said here, most of you do anger rather than force. Now there is an energy called force where it's like you can change things and it's instantaneous, but it doesn't hurt your body like anger does. Like when you're in the distractor implant of anger, it hurts, but there's another energy called force. So it's like when your kid, you know, walks out into this, it's beginning to walk out into the street and you're like, get over here, you know, like get here. Like you, you change the situation with force. It's not anger, but it can be intense. All right. So, and Gary says, but most of you do anger instead of force. And unfortunately for almost all of you, you suppress anger. There's a whole other facet, Jesus. 
You suppress it and you suppress it until you react and then you think that's potency. But that's not necessarily being potent at all. That's creating a situation where you are in reaction. So how many situations in your life are you creating where you are in reaction? I mean, you can look at this with money, you can look at this with business, you can look at this with your relationships, you can look at this with your body. Are you doing action or are you doing reaction? Start your implant. So the freedom from all of it, no matter even if you're if even if you look around your whole life and you're like, okay, I'm one big walking distractor implant. That's fine. That's a great awareness. That's actually the beginning of all freedom. The the gift of consciousness and awareness is not that you're perfect, it's that you can start to see what you're doing. Once you have awareness of what you're doing, that's when you have access to other choices. That's the gift. That's the gift of awareness. And there's so much in my life where I'd get more, my access life where I would get more awareness of where I was functioning from and I'd go into depression because I was like way more unconscious than I thought. <laughs> oh my God, I'm way more fucked up than I thought I was. That's where I would go. And I had this epiphany one day after doing that again. And I was like, hang on a second. I keep asking for more awareness of where I'm functioning from and then I get it and then I'm upset about it. Maybe I could be happy about it. It does give me access to more choice. <laughs> So don't go into upset. Don't make yourself wrong if that's what, if you're seeing yourself as one big walking distractor implant, which I was, um, it's a gift. Because what can you choose now that's different? What can you begin to practice with these? You know, how much more awareness can you bring to your everyday moments that will give you access to more of you and more choice and more freedom and more bliss and whatever else you want to have as your life? So I will sign off there. That's a taste of Salon de la Consciousness. We will be doing this every week, except we'll be on Zoom. So you will get to add to the conversation. So if you just wanted to enjoy this conversation around triggers and it, it contributed to you, I'm so grateful. And if you have a friend that needs it, please share it with them. And if you want more of this and you want to deepen your practice of the tools in your life, please join us. Um, crystaljoycrawford.com slash salon. I will see you guys next week. And some of you, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.